There was a new report that was issued by the uh, Toronto School of Cities, the University of Toronto School of Cities, rather, um, in a report called The Death of Downtown, and it used the locations of cell phones to compare downtown occupancy and and activity levels in 2019 with those at the end of 2022, and the results are not good. When we look at Edmonton, um, levels looking like slightly more than 50%. So things have changed in terms of how many people are coming to downtown. How can we turn that around and save these areas from our cities all across the world from becoming dead zones? We're going to get into it right now with our guest, who is no stranger to this show and, of course, to this station, Panita McBride, Executive Director at the Downtown Business Association. Panita, thank you so much for making the time. Thanks for having me. So a report like this comes out and basically shows tracking cell phones that, you know, activity levels in downtowns, not what they used to be. Does this surprise someone in your position? No, it's not surprising at all. And and yeah, that study that you're citing, I mean, the silver lining there for me is that Edmonton's actually like middle of the pack. <laughs> yes, like, okay. We're, we're, I mean, even though our office vacancy is obviously not doing great um, because of, you know, a residential population and lots of conferences and visitor traffic and, you know, other other people downtown doing things, we're not doing as bad as, as some other cities that are really, really struggling. But the general headline is that you know this is the new normal post-covid that you know people's activity has changed the way people work has changed and so now I think everyone you know I talked to my colleagues from cities across North America just came back actually from the International Downtown Association Conference in Chicago last week uh, and we're all having the same conversation American News is calling it an urban doom loop um, which is basically just their language that they're using to, to capture the property tax loss that's happening. Like all of our major urban centers, Edmonton included, um, rely on big, very expensive office towers full of people to basically balance the entire budget to run the entire city. So they're calling it this urban doom loop because cities all across North America are now having to make really sharp budget cuts uh, in order to make do with you know, really rapidly falling property values in downtowns across North America. Well, that's the thing. I mean, this vacancy rate, the way that it stands right now, and certainly there are, I think, mindset shifts that need to be made in terms of how people approach downtown and think of downtown as even just being an option that they want to explore. I mean, this this can't be the new normal because all of this emptiness in our downtown core really affects our economy in a really negative way. So it's really, it's important that we don't just allow this to be the status quo. Right. A hundred percent. I'm so glad you say it like that, because there's nothing more disheartening for us than hearing Edmontonians be like, oh, you know, downtown is dead. No one goes there anymore. And writing it off. That's a really big deal. If that, right. were true, that would be disastrous for our city, for our entire economy, for, our, you know, civic pride, for being able to attract tourism and investment and new residents to our city. Like downtown is where people go first. Downtown is where we should be able to host people and um, you know, that's where all we can't pick up and move all of our hotels from the middle of the city, right? So it's a really, really big deal. And for those of us who are downtown every day, like I'm here, you know, five, six days a week, at least one night a week, um, things do feel dramatically better. For anyone who's been downtown recently, I hope, you know, folks have noticed the same, especially over the last few weeks. Um, EPS and the province 
uh, along with Mayor, had a great announcement just a couple weeks ago called Safer Public Spaces, where they've really taken some bold moves to improve how they're managing things like open drug use um, and public spaces. And I personally have seen a dramatic improvement downtown, and that's just on the safety front. Um, and we're actually having a lunch event next week all about all things retail and, and you know, some of the new retailers that are opening downtown and hopefully a path to getting retail rejuvenated downtown because that's a bit of the chicken and egg uh, situation that we're in is people want more retailers and, you know, bars and restaurants downtown for them to visit so that they want to live downtown and work downtown. But we need tens of thousands of people here in order to sustain those very retailers. So that's kind of the, the, the chicken and egg situation that we're in and that we're, we're, we're trying to break with the support of government and hopefully the support of Edmontonians who get back to coming downtown and supporting our businesses and realizing what a big deal this is for the whole city. You know, I agree with you that I think downtown is not as bad as sometimes we make it out to be. And sometimes we have this really self-defeating attitude here in Edmonton. And maybe that's something that exists in every single city, but we have this kind of, um, this, this, this idea that we um, just continue to promote um, that it's it's sketchy or it's unsafe or it's not somewhere that's desirable. And that's really not the case. We have some really beautiful areas downtown that are that shock me every time I see them when you're driving around Ice District and you look at Edmonton Tower and the new arena and all the buildings that have gone up in that area. It's it's really it's got so much to offer. How much of it is do you think just changing people's minds and how hard is it to do that? Yeah, I, I think you're bang on. I think it is partly perception takes a long time to catch up with reality. And it has been a rough few years, obviously, for our downtown. And, you know, all you have to have is one you know, negative experience or to just hear like a friend of a friend who had a really negative experience or see one new story and it can sort of shape your entire perception but like you know I'm I'm looking out my office window right now I see a mom and her little daughter and a whole group of little ones actually there's daycares going out on um on you know outings downtown there's people riding e-scooters around still shopping going out for lunch going into the office like it is a very normal environment still and it is still the most you know vibrant and dense and populated area of the city and there are still you know in my opinion the best restaurants in the city downtown um rogers place has been very busy and we're just heading into hockey season we had a you know record-setting Oktoberfest here in the middle of ice district where they had a twenty-two thousand square foot <laughs> Oktoberfest tent set up like there's there's so much happening here every day and i think it's really a shame when i hear from people you know in other parts of the city who say they haven't been downtown in two years or they're never coming back downtown or you know sort of comments like that i really encourage people that if you care about edmonton you kind of have to care about our downtown. It's right. really essential. And that there are so many of us working really hard day in and day out to make sure that it's a really positive experience, that there's lots of stuff to see and do. It's cleaner than it's been in years downtown right now. I think it's safer than it's been in years. Like winter is going to be really hard for our businesses downtown, other than the Christmas season where things pick up a little bit. Um, so I really encourage people to think about, you know, what you want downtown to be and that, you know, you being here is kind of a really key ingredient to us getting back to that. You know, I I agree with you 100%, but I think that we would be remiss to mention the fact that there are some legitimate safety concerns that people have encountered in our downtown and they 
likely have in other cities as well, because that's sort of how downtowns tend to tend to operate and tend to be. So I wonder if changes that we've seen take place, like Boyle Street Community Services closing um, and potentially not being operable in the heart of downtown, is a trend that you want to see more of to increase safety. What do you think our, our best options are in that regard? Yeah, I am so uh, optimistic about Boyle Street Community Services' new facility. So their new facility is up um, a bit further north of downtown, and we'll just have way more capacity um, for them to deliver their essential services. Um, and yeah, it is it is really tricky because often it is folks who are having the hardest time that end up, you know, being the ones who make people feel unsafe and and create some challenges. Often there's mental health issues involved. Um, but then there's the stuff that, that I felt, I've always felt like is the, you know, quote, low hanging fruit, which is things like, you know, people shouldn't be using hard drugs, mm-hmm. you know, on our sidewalks. And, and EPS has really, in partnership with Justice in the Province, started cracking down on that. And that alone has made a huge difference. Because I think that is like, often it is, you, you know, you see someone smoking something or you, you just feel uncomfortable and you're not, and someone's acting erratically and, and it makes you feel unsafe. I really believe, and I'm hearing from a lot of our businesses that over the last three weeks, there's already been a dramatic improvement in those things, which I think are, I mean, they're not, no one's dying in our downtown, right? Like no one's getting, um, and there's no very few serious, serious incidents in the actual downtown core. Um, and so the, the, the day-to-day things that make people feel on edge were, I think, the things that there was a, a lot of room for improvement. And that's where I think we have seen already a lot of improvement. And hopefully we can keep that up. I think, yeah, addressing safety is something, obviously, that we need to we need to acknowledge and, and really move on and act upon. And then there's kind of going back now to an earlier part of our conversation, the vacancy piece, too. And there's a lot of conversation about retrofitting commercial buildings, vacant buildings into different mixed-use spaces. How... How easy is that? How realistic is that to explore that in a city like Edmonton? Yeah, it's a good question. There was also another conference. Um, the Building Owners and Managers Association of Canada just had their national conference right here in Edmonton uh, downtown. So there was 400 property managers and building owners from across the country here talking about all these same kinds of things. Um, and I learned a lot at, in that session. And, and it sounds like the situation we're in right now where office buildings are so vacant across the country um, and property values are declining so rapidly, it's kind of a perfect storm of opportunity because property values really do have to be really low before it makes financial sense to start converting them into other uses. And so cities all over North America are spending a ton of money to make this happen. Um, I just found out Chicago spent $2 billion dollars on converting um, five projects into residential and hotels. Uh, Calgary, of course, has a massive program as well that they've they've got underway now where they're converting uh, office buildings to all kinds of things. They're even giving grants for building owners to tear down office buildings if they're just obsolete. Um, so there's a lot, there's a lot that needs to be done. It's a combination of property owners needing to like seriously assess, is there a better use of this building? There's, two conversions underway in Edmonton right now. 
um, which is really exciting. A lot of listeners, I'm sure, remember the old iconic Enbridge Tower, the one with the peak on it on Jasper Ave. Um, that's going to open any day now uh, as apartments. Its its conversion has been completed, and it'll start leasing in December. And so that's you know 200 more residents that'll be downtown from that building. So it is going to happen. Um, it'll be interesting to see which ones actually convert and which ones actually just get you know substantial facelifts because the newer, fancier office buildings are much more occupied than the older ones. Like Stantec Tower is actually quite full. Bell Tower is quite full. Um, so hopefully we see a combination of things to get more more people back in these buildings. Well, I can't wait to keep an eye on it, Panita. We could talk downtown all day. It's so, I think, interesting, but also so complicated. I'm glad that it's in your very capable hands. Thank you so much for making the time this afternoon. It's always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Thanks, Chelsea. Of course. That's Panita McBride, Executive Director of the Downtown Business Association.